Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Yep, welcome to the old Danny Palmer Show podcast. Welcome back, everybody. As you know, I'm a 75-year-old man living down here in Wakehurst, Georgia. Just sitting out by the creek for a minute and got me a couple striped bass. And gonna cook them up on the grill real nice. Doesn't get too cold down here in South Georgia, but I'm sure it might be a little chillier in your neck of the woods. So, sure do appreciate you listening to the podcast. Just kidding. Dude, what if I really talk like that at all times? That'd be kind of sick, actually. I think I might look into just completely converting to speaking like an old Southern gentleman. <laughs> well, last check, that creek ink froze up plumb near 30 years. So, yeah, dude, I have a couple axes to grind right right away at the top of the pod episode here. Fucking 343, whatever it is. Yeah, that's my first axe to grind. Like last year, I was getting what I thought were like really good download download numbers. Then all of a sudden, it just like drops off a cliff around like November, and it's like I just read this article today. It's like apparently Apple Podcasts changed their algorithm so that if you subscribe to podcasts, it doesn't automatically download new episodes. You have to like click download on each episode, and it automatically downloading episodes was boosting everybody's numbers by a lot, and so now everybody's numbers are lower. Because Apple Podcasts just changed. And I guess, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe it's better to have an accurate representation of who's actually clicking play and listening. But also, how about some fucking props and credit for the people that subscribed, you know? And maybe if it's downloaded when they're on an airplane, they'll look down and be like, oh, this is downloaded. Maybe I'll check it out. So, you know, it's fun. Just to work on a podcast for four, five years. And then, oh, we changed the measurements. (laughs) So now you're just fucked. Oh, thanks, dude. Sick. And then my other axe to grind, dude. Okay, I understand that it like snowed in New York and around the country. It's, I think it snowed down in Nashville. I get that. I just don't understand why that has to be such a big topic of conversation. I talked to my parents and during a work call today. On both calls, the question of how many inches of snow had fallen in your area came up. And it's like, you know, I, with my parents, I get it because they're in Georgia and I'm in New York. So they didn't get snow like we got here. But on the work call, it's like, dude, what? What do we have to go around the room comparing inches of snow? Oh, we got one inch. Oh yeah. Oh well, in Saratoga, we actually got three inch. Oh, you got three inch. Oh shit, the three's more than one. That's three times as many inches of snow. Who cares? Who cares? For many things in life, the answer is who cares, dude? It's gonna fucking melt in three days. Do you ever think back on a three inch snowstorm from two thousand and seven? No. So why do we have to talk about them now? Thank you very much. End of episode. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. I have more to talk about. All right. Uh, by the way, my Instagram handle is Danny Palmer NYC. I run a weekly show at Black Hat uh, LES. It's a cute little coffee shop that we convert into a comedy club every Friday night, 172 Rivington. That Instagram handle is at Black Hat Comedy. I'm trying to get ready to follow and stuff. It's been packed out lately. I'm very proud of what the show has turned into. I have like killers that have been in like tours around the world and Montreal just for laughs like every fucking Friday and it's sick and it's fun and it's great. So that's cool. All right. I completed my two rants. I did my promo stuff. Well, see so how to talk about here. Palmer. <laughs> I grew up in a uh, Tampa, Florida and uh, my dad had a paper route. He's a teacher that he had a paper route to augment his income because they pay teachers so well. So he would deliver the same P times 
and I think eventually the Tampa Tribune. Tampa Trib, let's call it. Got to shorten down that Tribune. Two syllables, too many. Let's get this that. Let's get that down to Trib, guys. Uh, we would deliver the St. Pete Times, and the Sunday paper was obviously the biggest one. So we would go and to the assembly station. The paper was still warm. I remember that. It's always nice, the warm, fresh paper. But just the like front section and the sports and the metro were warm. The rest of it, like the comics and the advertisements, were, were just like regular temperature paper <laughs> because they hadn't just been printed. Anyways, I don't know if that's interesting. Um, yeah, and then we just like run around these apartment complexes, and I would just get out of the car, run, throw the paper to the you know apartments that had papers. You know how delivering papers works, <laughs> I assume. Although maybe not if you're a Gen Z, right? Um, but apparently, apparently, at one point there was like a there was a flasher. Word in the street was there's a flasher around these certain apartment complexes, buildings, and we needed to keep an eye out for it. And so every time I would turn the corner in an apartment complex at 4 a.m., which is dangerous, by the way, for a teen. So I don't, just want to mention that real quick, Dad. <laughs> every time I would turn the corner, I'd be like, is this the flasher? Is the flasher guy going to try to bang me? Is this, is this when it happens? What do I do? It's like, hey, man, you're looking good, bro. Do you mind if I just scooch by? I got to drop off this fucking Tampa trip, dude. All right, that story's done. I watched a couple comedy specials over this uh, three-day weekend. First of all, I'd never really liked Trevor Noah before. Now I love him. His last special was fucking hilarious. I was dying laughing like eight times. Like, I don't know if he's <laughs> just turned a corner in terms of in terms of like what I like. Or it wasn't as political, I think, as some of the stuff in the past. And it was just, it was just good. It's just really funny. Um, and then I watched Cat Williams' World War Three special. I guess that came out in 2022. Apparently, I'd missed it. But he, he's so funny, man. One of my favorite things that he said, he goes, fellas, who's here with an ugly girl tonight? Make some noise. <laughs> and all you can hear is laughter and nobody says a word. Can you imagine cheering for that? Oh, boy. That would not go well. That would be a tough, tough, tough ride home. Okay? This is me just recounting comedian's material into a podcast microphone. Does that count as my own material? Am I stealing by relating Cat Williams' crowd work joke? No, dude. I'm just saying go watch a special. It's sick. Do you guys... Do you guys like me? What is this fucking... This note I put, just put, it's Lemonade-ish. And I wrote that down to use, it's Lemonade-ish as the title of this episode. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. I don't know what that means. I would like to, I would like to take over the Miami Hurricanes social media. Because their fo- football program back in the 80s and 90s were like badasses. They were going to strip clubs with like Luke Skywalker from 2 Live Crew. And now when they lose a game, they'll post... On their social media account, the score. It's like final score. Uh, you know, Virginia. Well, I guess we didn't lose Virginia Tech this year. But Florida State, 24, Miami, 17. It's like, dude, you don't post losses at the U, okay? Our school has pride. We have like five titles. I didn't go there, but I still consider it my own. I know this is sports. I feel like this is broadly applicable, though, you know? I feel like if you are an organization with a history and pride, Whoever's in charge of your social media today should take note of that history and pride when they are deciding what to post. Does what you're posting align with the history of the organization, whether or not it's sports? If it doesn't, then reconsider, dude. Have some fucking pride. All right. I have three layers on because it's very cold and now talking is making me hot. So I'm going to hit stop and take one of these layers off. So really no need for you to recount that to them, hon. I know, hon. Oh, okay. I know this is another sports thing, but look, it's the, you know, it's football playoffs. That's a lot that's going on. It's very cold outside. You know, people aren't like running around and frolicking in the park. You just kind of have to like make do with the entertainment available to you. You know what I'm saying? 
so at the end of the Chiefs Dolphins playoff game this past weekend, it was like nine degrees. That was the like the number one streaming event of all time. Taylor Swift was there. Okay. Ladies that don't like sports listening to this, Taylor Swift, I mentioned her. She's a very famous singer. She was at the game and the Chiefs won. And afterwards, it was literally like nine below. I think it felt like 24 degrees below zero. And the quarterback of the Dolphins, Tua Tagaliova, I don't know how to say his last name perfectly. I'm sorry. He was making a very concerted effort to find each Chiefs player and congratulate them on their victory when it was nine below and he had just lost on national television. It's probably freezing. Probably wanted to be anywhere but out on a field with cameras on him after he just lost the big game. Wouldn't you want to just be like in your locker room, like, fuck this dude, hand me a joint, let's just blaze and go to a restaurant? I just I just love that he did that. I think that's really impressive. That's the kind of like aspirational life we should all try for. You know what I mean? By the way, have you ever like bought by the way? <laughs> have you ever bought something? Like an like I bought this like backup speaker for my show at Black Hat and I brought it down there for my apartment. And then I didn't realize that I had also purchased whole grain coffee beans and some like peach slices facial moisturizer, which were also in the box. So then I had to go back down to the coffee shop and retrieve my coffee and facial moisturizer. That was a weird experience. That was a weird event in my day. All right. I'm not sure that that was... No, I feel like that's good content. You know? The more specific you are, the more, the more universal it becomes. That's something I read somewhere. So just apply that right now if you're getting bored, okay? Just keep thinking about that part. Oh, this is a fun little tale. So um, apparently Kiss, I heard this on, uh, I think it was on Howard Stern. Someone, someone went on a, on a Kiss cruise, the band Kiss, and they were down by like the Bahamas. And apparently like Gene Simmons went on the PA system for the whole ship during the day. And he goes, hey guys, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. I don't know if he's British. I just wanted to let you know that we've hit an iceberg. <laughs> And we're going to get everybody off this boat safely. Don't panic. Don't worry. But we do have some like packages to offer you. So to get off the boat within the first 10 minutes um, is like $2,000. To get off the boat within the first 90 seconds is $5,000. And you'll get an autographed you know, shirt from Kiss. <laughs> Just went through this whole like tears of exiting the boat after it hit by an iceberg like in the Bahamas. Pretty funny, man. And he, they said some people were so stupid that they were going up to the the ship personnel and being like, did, did the ship get hit? But no, dude, look around, dude. It's the Bahamas. There's no icebergs by the Bahamas. <laughs> Have there ever been, has there ever been an iceberg? No, 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 no. What's the farthest south an iceberg has ever gone? No one cares, Danny. Just keep, keep doing your podcast. Uh, Bill Belichick was born in Nashville. Wasn't expecting to learn that. That's something. Don't you like when you just like wake up and then something happens like in the first couple hours of the day and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, now this day has been a new, a literal new addition to my life because I didn't have that information. That's always fun to me. It's like, what am I going to learn today? You know? Okay. Those are my fun little cutesy notes that I took for this week. The 340 plus time I've done this. Oh my God. So many times. So many times. We're going to make money off this podcast one day, buddy. Don't you worry. Don't you worry your pretty little head, you fucking 48 year old bald loser. All right, here we go. Just kidding. I'm not a loser. I'm great. I'm doing fine. Things are good. Is it irresponsible to prioritize fun? I mentioned this lady, Catherine Price, uh, a week or two ago. She has this weekly newsletter you can get called How to Feel Alive with Catherine Price. And it's the creator of Screen life balance she is the creator of screen life balance okay i don't know what that means maybe that's the book all right anyways um 
So this is a little newsletter that she wrote. I want to read a little bit from it because I thought it was pretty cool. Is it irresponsible to prioritize fun? Why fun is a force for good? She goes, happy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey. Today, I want to address a question that I get asked a lot in one form or another, which is whether it's irresponsible to think about, let alone prioritize, fun, given all the horrible things going on in the world. As one reader recently asked, is it not, quote, the height of privilege, unquote, to be trying to protect ourselves from feeling sad when there are so many people struggling to survive? Their question was specifically in response to the idea of redesigning our phones to reduce news notifications and make them more delightful. But their comment touched on a broader concern. A lot of people assume that by choosing to seek out fun or delight, we are being uncaring or irresponsible. Personally, I think this is a false dichotomy. Instead, I firmly believe that we can do both things at once. You can care about the suffering in the world and do our best to seek out and create fun, joy, and delight in our own lives and in the lives of others. In fact, I believe that the more we collect when that the more the more we collectively do so, the better the world will be. I think part of our apprehension about fun comes from our lack of a good definition. Like what is fun? If you define fun as purely as enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted pleasure, then I see how it might appear frivolous or selfish. Though, with that said, I also think that all humans deserve to enjoy their own lives, which is what I believe the UN Convention on the Rights of Child the rights of a child was suggesting when it concluded that every child has the right to rest, relax, and play. But if you buy my argument that true fun is the state of playful, connected flow, then it's not frivolous at all. And she's got this kind of like Venn diagram with like three overlapping circles with the one area in the middle that's part of all three circles. And the three circles are playfulness, connection, and flow. And the midst of all that is true fun. As I argued in my TED Talk and in my book, The Power of Fun, while there is very little research about fun per se, there is a lot of research on playfulness, connection, and flow, and all three states have proven benefits for both our mental and physical health. The more we can can increase any of them, again, for ourselves or others, the happier and healthier we will be. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it's like, I guess it, it... it would be just pure selfishness if all you were doing is just, I'm seeking out pleasure for myself all day, every day. But if you have a mindset of trying to create fun and enjoyment in the lives of other people around you, I mean, that's doing good in the world, I would argue, you know? And if you are have kind of a fun, like a pleasure, uh, not pleasure, if you have like a, like a light, fun, optimistic, attitude and approach to life that's going to impact how you are in the world and how you interact with other people and they're going to respond to your cues you know like like on a matter i always try to be like very extra careful to hold the door open for somebody if they're right behind me or a little behind me or like always say please and thank you always smile at people just add like a little bit of extra niceness into the world you know and if you have that kind of underlying sense of fun and enthusiasm and optimism in your DNA, in your blood, in your self of who you are, then that's probably going to have at least some limited positive effect on the people around you too. Thus, fun is sick and we should just go to Chuck E. Cheese and jump in those balls and just fucking, you know, eat pizza and like just make out with a staff member if they're over 18. You know what I mean? Is that too far? It's not good? Yeah. Honey, you're doing so good until that last part. Got a little weird there. Sorry, sweetie. All right. Thank you for listening to the vainly titled Danny Palmer show. We'll be back next week, even though I don't want to do it anymore. I'll do it. I'll keep doing it. The pod's fun. I love it. It's fun. It's good. It's good. It's midnight. I'm going to watch the rest of drive my car.
Dude, Drive My Car, the first movie I've ever seen that's set in Hiroshima. So, didn't know that... Uh, I, I never thought to myself, you know, some movies are set in Hiroshima. So, you know, it's not just the one event back in the day, Danny. It's a city you can go to today, and they made a cool movie there. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it, you little fucking American weirdo. All right, this is... Don't want to be an American idiot. All right, it's, it's getting close to midnight. It's two minutes after midnight. Thank you for listening. Uh, Danny Palmer and I say y'all are the best. Listen, rate, subscribe. <laughs> oh, boy. Huh, and you're just going to do that thing where you set the mic down and it's quiet for a minute and a half. Listeners aren't sure what to do. They're not sure if the episode is over unless they look down at the thing. Yeah. All right. Good night. <laughs> All right, I'm actually ending the podcast now. Thank you for listening. Come.